Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. I'm Paul Mumford and over there's the lovely Claire Horsley and I see the pink hair has come back, Claire. It certainly has, yes. I got a bit bored with the uh, blonde look, so I went actually a little bit extra pink this time because I forgot to take it off after 20 minutes. So how long was it on for? An hour. Oh, OK. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> grateful my hair didn't fall out. I was sitting there, you know, when you have that that thought that you forgot to do something and then I realised I hadn't actually washed it out. Note to self, never forget to take your hair down. Note to self, set alarma. You're right. <laughs> alarma? That was... <laughs> That was a mixture of alarm and a timer. Alarma. <laughs> <laughs> so each week on the show, we talk to an industry expert or an entrepreneur who shares loads of useful advice and tactics you can take away right now and use to grow your business. And what are we talking about this week? This week, Paul, we're talking about how to run a business and travel. Oh, do you know what? I've always wanted to do that. Uh, one of my goals by the time I'm 55, and shush, I'm not there yet. One of my goals by the time I'm 55 is to be able to run my businesses without uh, needing to be in a specific location. So wouldn't it be great to be able to go anywhere in the world and be able to run your business? I guess that's what you mean, right? Exactly, exactly. How to run a business wherever you are and to maybe even run more than one business. And who are we talking to? Emma Broom. And Emma Broom runs two businesses, one in the UK and one whilst, believe it or not, sailing around the world on a yacht. That sounds like an awful job. Who would want to do that? This is the Big Little Business Show. Like a, a lot of people, I had a, a, a really nice but kind of generic career. I was working for um, various different corporate companies, mainly in the um, business travel industry. Uh, my last role was with Eurostar as a national account manager. So I looked after travel management companies and took people across to um, Paris and to, um, to Brussels, etc. And then I absolutely love my job. I love the people I worked with. It was fantastic. But then um, I met a guy and this particular guy um, was a yacht captain mm -hmm. and his old boss called him up and said, oh, do you fancy coming to, um, to run the boat again? And he said, sure, as long as I can bring Emma with me. Oh. <laughs> at that point, I'd known him five months and I quit a job that I loved to go and do a career I knew nothing about and uh, came ashore seven years later. That sounds so romantic, Emma. That really <laughs> and we did get married as well, so uh, still, still with the same chat. And, uh, and all the time I was doing yachting, well, in fact, since about 2007, I knew I wanted to set up my own business, combining um, fitness, nutrition, and, um, and mental well-being. So how does this actually work? Um, it sounds incredibly um, glamorous. So when you're out on the yacht um, and then you're running your UK business, maybe just give me a little bit, ask a little bit more of an insight as to how that works. Um, a lot of organisation is required. Mm -hmm. And also it's useful to, um, to develop the relationship with your clients before going on the yacht. So, for example, my, my current clients, they all know that I'm going off on a yacht in three weeks' time. And um, what I do with that is I give them everything that they need before I go. Mm -hmm. And then I'm still in regular contact with them. So on, on a daily basis, um, I use WhatsApp just to touch base with them. And um, I prepare them in advance with everything that they need, just in case I don't have um, internet 
signal for a, for a small period of time while I'm away. So mm. last year I was working in the Galapagos for two weeks on a yacht and, um, and I had a client at the time. And although I prepared everything for in advance, it, it worked absolutely fine. We were still able to communicate every day. Mm. I think I had a period of 24 hours where I didn't have any internet access because obviously the Galapagos is fairly remote. Mm. Um, and, and other than that, it was, it was absolutely fine. And of course, when we've got guests on board the yacht, my priority has to be um, with those guests. So my timings may be a little bit different Mm-hmm. With, um, with client accessibility um, but I make sure that both businesses don't interfere with the other if that makes sense. That's really interesting I mean there's an example of how technology is incredible um, and uh, yeah I love what you're saying about really um, looking after you know both aspects of your business but also managing you know your clients expectations in the UK you know letting them know when you're available um, and when you're not and I've just got a vision of you sitting with your legs dangling into the middle of the Mediterranean um, sending your WhatsApp messages to your clients you know before you prepare for a day on the yacht so what does your um day on the yacht look like could you give us an idea as to you know what your day would entail well um the yacht we're going to be working on next we've, we've worked with a gentleman on and off for um, a number of years and he and his family are just an absolute pleasure to work for mm-hmm. and um because we run the boat just between the two of us so it's, it's classified as, as a pocket super yacht if you like so it's a, the 24 meter mark um, which is the sort of the smallest end of, of your, your super yachts. And um, yeah, so he he acts as, acts, he is the captain, but also is deckhand engineer and does a little bit of stewardessing. I am the chef, but I also obviously do the stewardessing and, and some of the deckhands. So it's, it's full on with life acrobat running in the background. Um, because with my UK business, I'm, I work with high net worth individuals. I don't have a huge amount of clients Mm -hmm. so it's much easier in that respect to manage plus they kind of understand what I do Mm. um, as yacht crew as well Um, because we're saying it's all about managing expectations and um, developing the rapport and um, being there in the support role for them and on the yacht I mean that's that's my key that is my key job Mm. It's been support for other people and helping them grow and then progress. Now, you touched on WhatsApp there a little while ago, and I obviously realise it's important to keep in touch with all your clients in the UK or wherever they may be around the world. But I guess being organised is pretty important for you while you're working from a boat. So what other tools do you use to make sure that you keep organised so you can run your business anywhere in the world? I'm a bit of an old school person. I I went on one of your courses, Paul, and... um, I know you you like Trello and I started using Trello and um, I wasn't terribly successful with it. (laughs) So I quite literally either use um, a spreadsheet on my laptop or I even revert to to pen and paper. And um, to a lot of people that probably won't seem terribly organised, but it it works. It works for me and I rely on my my calendar on my... um, on my laptop a lot so I know Clay you posted the other day whether people prefer manual or or computer diaries and yeah my laptop diary I I couldn't survive without it 
Now, a lot of people might think, and being a gadget man, I'm probably one of them, that if you're going to run a business from anywhere in the world uh, with anyone in the world, then you've got to be able to rely on tech. But actually, you're using old tech and you know, I guess maybe even going down to paper and pen and, and that still works. Yeah, I mean, it works for me simply because I think if I was using Trello, for example, all the time and we did have a blip in internet connection, um, you know, something may not um, sort of stick properly or I may miss something and, uh, and I can't afford that to happen. If I need to check it and I haven't got connection, then I'd much rather have something more stable. And um, it's the same rule that applies to boats. Simplicity is key. The, the, and with cars, the more simpler the car or the, you know, your, your computer system, in, in some ways, the better. Yeah, but what happens if you lose one of your pads? Has that ever happened? Has there ever been a panic moment at all? <laughs> Oh, don't say that. Touch wood, that's not happened yet. Um, I was thinking of transferring over to um, to Rocketbook. Um, so where you have the, the notepads and you write in the notepad and then it transfers it onto your laptop. Oh, what's this? I've not heard about that. Tell me about Rocketbook. So basically it's it's a notebook with um, a particular film over each of the pages. And you have you write with um, just a, a pen by pilot. Um, so it's proper ink. And then as you write, it will transfer it onto your, onto your computer for you. Um, oh, that's cool. Type mode. So that even if your handwriting is absolutely atrocious, it will put it into, um, you know, Times New Roman or, or, or whatever. And nice. um, each, each notebook you can use apparently five times. I haven't bought one yet, so I don't know exactly how it works with the erasing, but apparently it works. So I guess it's quite useful because I guess wherever you are in the world, there might be times when you're not going to have an internet connection. So you can't then speak to people via Zoom or some of the other technologies that we're used to using now. So I guess there must have been a situation where you've needed the internet and not been able to use it. Well, to be honest, um, as I said, I mean, I started yachting in 2011. And if I'd been trying to run my business at that point, it, it wouldn't have worked because mm. the, the internet wasn't as prolific as it is now globally. And generally speaking, um, on yachts, you tend to be either in the Mediterranean or the Caribbean or, or the US most of the time. I mean, obviously, there are boats that go, go elsewhere as well. So generally speaking, in those places, the internet is quite good. And um, even if we don't have um, Wi-Fi, because on, on the yachts, you can, you know, sort of pick up local Wi-Fi and things. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of the, the phone companies now allow you to utilise your data when you're abroad. So I think I use um, three and I think they're available in, you know, over 100 countries now. So um, it's, mm. it, it's, it works. It's, it's pretty, pretty accessible. Um, as I said, if I'd done it, you know, five, six years ago, it, it wouldn't have worked at all. I set myself a big life goal when I was 50, which was last year, to be able to run my business by the time I'm 55, regardless of location, so I could be anywhere in the world and still be able to run a business. And it only just occurred to me a few weeks ago that I've been using Zoom and other little bits of gadgetry to run my business while we've been in lockdown. So in essence, I'm already doing it. So it must work. I think it's, it's interesting because we've had the Zoom technology around for a number of years now, but it's yeah. only been 
last three or four months that most people have started using it. And, you know, I've been having cheese and wine parties with um, with our, our godchildren's parents up in Cheshire. And we'd normally only meet them maybe once or twice a year. We're doing this mm. every three or four weeks. I, th- I, think, I think a lot of it is where people have been, well, forced into working differently in a way. You know, people have thought about doing it. I thought about going online. And then I thought, no, 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 it's all right. But... I either went online or I didn't have a business. So I think, you know, sometimes by being ushered into a corner and having to make a drastic decision is not always, you know, such a bad thing. I mean, obviously I wouldn't have had the same situation that's presented itself, but um, it's opened the world up, really, and indeed made the world a smaller place. It's fantastic because you can you know, have clients anywhere. And even before lockdown, I, I'd had a client over in California. I'd had another one in Sweden and another one in Australia. So, mm. yeah, I, I proved um, to myself about two or three years ago that I could run my ba- my um, business location independently, so to speak. And, um, and now, because people are using Zoom, more and more people are actually going, oh, okay, you know, this isn't quite as scary. What three tips would you give people who are looking to run more than one business um, from different locations, what three tips would you give uh, people who are maybe doing it, would like to experience it? Um, what would you say? Organisation is key. That's mm-hmm. absolutely paramount. Um, you've got to know both elements of your business or the two businesses and work out how they can actually run simultaneously. Because, you know, if you're putting all your effort into one and neglecting the other, that's that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You, it won't be quite so successful. So organization um, and building the rapport with your clients. So be completely honest with them. Say to them, look, I am doing um, this other business as well. It shouldn't impact you, however, I, you know, I'm, I'm making it clear now, this is how I work. Because at the end of the day, all of us run our own businesses mm-hmm. because it gives us a kind of lifestyle that we want. Mm-hmm. And so by being clear with them um, from the start, you're being true to yourself as yeah. well. Yeah. And um, I think that's it, that's equally as important. Yeah. And third tip is just make sure you enjoy it. If you're, if you're not enjoying you know, for both businesses that you're doing, then just focus focus on one. I like that last one. That's really important. Now, we always finish off our little chats with a set of questions inspired by a US TV show called Inside the Actors Studio. They always finish their interviews on that show with the same 10 questions. And we've taken our inspiration from that, so we've got a bunch of questions to fire off at you just for a bit of fun uh, before we wrap up here. So question number one. What's your favourite smell? Ah, now I think you reckon I'm going to say, actually, yeah, it, it probably is. Um, the sea. I love the sea. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, originally I was going to say lavender because I love lavender because I find it so, so calming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then equally when I'm, da- even, you know, if I'm popping down to Goldhanger or I was at Clacton the other week, I just, I love the smell of the sea. It doesn't matter whether it's, you know, the, the, the North Sea, whether it's the Mediterranean, whether it's Caribbean, mm. they, they all have their individual smells and I love them all. Fabulous. And your favourite movie? Um, I love the Italian job. I love the original and I love the remake in 2003. I'm a bit of a petrol head. Um, I do like my cars and I don't have an old Mini, but I do have um, an, a, you know, 
a Mark One of the second set, and I just love car chases and the way they manipulate the minis and what they do with them. Okay, what about the most famous person you've ever met? See, I've not really met any um, celebrities per se. Um, I met Sir Steve Redgrave um, a number of years ago. That was cool. But um, I've used to do aerial skiing. Um, so I've trained alongside a lot of Olympians. Um, do you know, nothing ever surprises me with you, honestly. You're a bit of a daredevil, aren't you? <laughs> I do like my extreme sports, I have to say. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure hearing about you know, your adventures and um, Galapagos Island as well. Um, isn't that where they have the penguins? They do. It's, it's so interesting because you get different types of animal together that you would never expect to see together it's a tremendous place i bet it is so what's your just before we go so let us know where you're off to next what's your next voyage um it's not quite as exciting really um i'm going as far as southampton oh <laughs> yeah i know it's not quite so glamorous and then um I'm not quite sure after that. It's going to depend on what the uh, lockdown regulations are. But I'm sure you have many more, you know, fantastic adventures to come. It's, you know, inspirational to hear how you, uh, you know, manage both businesses together. Um, how do people contact you, Emma, if they would like to find out more? Well, um, my website is www.lifeacrobat.com and you can also find me on Facebook as Life Acrobat and also Hypopressives Essex on Facebook. This is the Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. Now, I want to do exactly what she does. It doesn't sound like hard work at all. I know she was making it sound like it was hard work, but yeah, that's not hard work, is it? I don't think so. The, the, the shore and the waves, you know, the sound and the sunshine of being on a yacht, I think it's not difficult. And what was really interesting about what she was saying is that how she doesn't rely too much on tech because when she's out on a boat, she could be anywhere where she she doesn't have an internet connection. She needs to start writing things down on a bit of paper. Yeah, and I think what's really, um, what I really took from the conversation we had with Emma was actually it's about using the right tools and using the systems that work for you. Yeah, using the right tools for your situation. Absolutely right. I mean, I know you and I love using uh, Trello uh, and uh, gadgets like that to help us streamline what we do. Uh, but um, obviously she can't use things like that, but she still gets on pretty well by using Zoom. And uh, it's quite interesting to hear that she's been using Zoom for quite a long while. Uh, and now in the last three or four months, the rest of the world is suddenly caught out. And also Emma touches base with her clients every day. And if there's a situation where she can't for whatever reason, maybe doesn't get a, a mobile phone signal or doesn't have any internet, she actually leaves her clients with instructions as to what they can be getting on with and how they can be looking after themselves in order to keep her business running until she returns back. Yeah, she's constantly got them in mind, hasn't she? It just proves that you can do it. doesn't matter where you are, mm. even if you're in a different country or in the middle of the ocean. There's no reason why you can't run a business successfully. That's That was a really interesting conversation, having that with her. Yeah, impressive. So each week we like to end the show with our big little shout out uh, we end up sort of talking to a small business during the week uh, on social media uh, and then we like to big them up on the show too so who have we been talking to this week I would like to give a shout out to Simon Gregory. Now, Simon Gregory is the owner of the Cinema Rooms um, and what they do is they provide high-end uh, technical equipment, whether it be televisions, sound systems, into the homes, um, residential homes or even commercial properties, uh, creating cinema rooms internally or also 
televisions outside the property which are waterproof that can be watched all year round. Oh, now that's a thing. I mean, I've got a little cinema room at the bottom of my garden, but I mean, that's obviously going to be nothing in comparison to the kind of things he puts in. So, I mean, they're properly, I get you get proper armchairs and leather bits and sort of surround sound and posters and all the kind of stuff. And outside in swimming pools as well. Yeah, so outside, so you can sit outside, have a barbecue, watch the television, listen to some tunes with equipment that is going to be fit for purpose and it waterproof, which I think is probably quite important living in this country. Very important, but quite clearly not cheap either. Well, catering for everybody depending on what your budget, but you know you're going to get the best of the best. So, yeah, the budget for me is wheeling a television outside into the garden <laughs> and watching it on an incredibly long lead that runs into the living room. That's, that's my cinema room outside right there with my feet in a bucket of water. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, is it colour or black and white? Oh, black and white. Will you still get those? Don't think so. You can still have a black and white TV licence. Can you? Yeah. So you must be able to buy a black and white TV. Unless you turn the colour settings down on your TV and pretend it's black and white and then you can get away with a cheaper... Cheaper licence. I'm not <laughs> suggesting anyone tries that. That wasn't my idea. I don't know. I just remember when I was uh, when I was little and I had a black and white television and I had an aerial that I had to ask my friend to hold up into the corner of my bedroom and even then I could only just about make out the silhouettes. So he, did, he had to stand there for the whole time while you were watching Coronation Street or something? Couldn't move. Or breathe. How do we get in touch with this guy if we do want cinema room in our swimming pool? So you can find him on Facebook, so at cinema rooms or cinema-rooms.co.uk. So that pretty much does it for this week. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Very important. We'd like to know that you're checking us out every single week and getting the new episodes. And let us know what you think as well. Reviews are really important. It bigs us up in uh, podcast land. Uh, so yeah let us know what you think what you'd like to see some other maybe some other future guests you'd like us to have on the show uh, what kind of top topics would you like us to cover on the big little business show in the future you can get in touch with us on social uh, we're on Instagram we're on Facebook and you can now search for us on LinkedIn as well which is you know the business portal for people who want to be doing business stuff with each other we'll see you next week say goodbye Claire bye the beat. You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. The Big Little Business Show is a PM2 Media and Excel Networking production.